Good evening, everybody, and welcome again to the Borderline Podcast with me, your host, Andrew Willicks. Guys, we've got an absolutely brilliant show lined up for you tonight. I've got that absolutely brilliant Jasmine Doyle, WNBF competitor. Finally got that right. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Originally, I was quite nervous, but we're, yeah, we're kind we're of settled into, into it. it. Yeah. Yes. It is, it is quite nerve-wracking, though, isn't it, when it you first is. come to come in? Yeah, but the mics and stuff like that, it's yeah. a little bit intimidating. I, I actually think you've got me more down than you <laughs> in another way. The old man didn't help. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so how have you been? How's uh, training been the last kind of week? So I'm kind of getting back into a routine at the moment. I've kind of, like, slacked a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Um yeah. I'm still doing consistent like gym days, but in terms of like the intensity and stuff like that, uh, mainly my diet in terms of sort of yeah. snacking a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm just getting back back into that. So I did five days, um, as usual, and it's been quite good actually. Yeah. I'm feeling a lot stronger. Good. Um, although the the weights come up, so it's kind of like going in line with that. Yeah. The weights coming up, so the the weights in the gym are yeah, also. Yeah. Uh, good. increasing so good, 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 yeah good. I also did a Monroe yesterday so I'm wow. feeling it ah I've never done one really I, I'm just sitting through the heights Shane's actually always said he says we'll get you up we'll get you up because yeah. Shane said he's also been scared of heights too yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> terrified of heights yeah like yesterday uh, sort of like the the sort of soreness that you get from the gym as oh shall I shall I not you know yeah I was really debating it but I was up there I was like we'll do it you know how I was saying all or nothing and I just decided to do it, and it, you know it was 100 worth it. It was yeah. I was shaken because of like Bad. it's so misty and stuff up there, so all you can see is kind of the peaks. So oh, that's scary. Yeah, um, I've not actually <laughs> posted about it yet, so no one knows about it. But once you put once I post the video and the, oh, wow. the pictures, I you'll probably... see like how terrifying the peaks are. Um, and, <laughs> You're not selling to be worth selling. No, honestly, like. I think once you do one and yeah. you're like, right, I'll do it. I think you get addicted to it. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like the outdoor part of it as well. You know, yeah. the nature. Nature's that, that's the best thing you for can't everything. Beat it's it. like the dip last week. Yeah. Even just being outside doing that, it yeah. just changes the dynamic yeah. completely of it. It made me feel so much better. It's, it, it was good. Eh? Yeah, it, it was. The amount of people as well. I'm so buzzing about that. I'm was, so surprised how many people came. It was freezing yeah. last Sunday. Yeah. And I, like, it was a weird thing when I was at the gym this morning. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that was just a week ago. Yeah. It feels like a long time ago. Yeah, it, it does. Shocked yeah. the brain. So, um, yeah. I, so, when did you start training? Were you a, were you a Sparta gym member or were you a sweat shopper? I was Sparta. Ah, Sparta, Sparta, but, but in the, the sweatshop. Yes. Yes. So the one that so. was sort of uh, just, just across. across on there. You know, how yeah. old? How old were you then? Oh, um, seventeen, eighteen, I think something. Like that. I've got to oh. mean because yeah. uh, I've been training for at Sparta for like four-ish years yeah. now. Um, although I say like two years because I don't really count the the mismatched Mis- like do what you want sort yeah. of thing uh, i only sort of count how long i've been training seriously for yeah and i would say it's around about two years, two years. So, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it was like so see before you, you kind of came into the gym were you, were you like what you would say complete novice did you kind of have like kind of any sort of I had fitness no back that i had no just clue go in yeah and just... um although shane you know we did like some sort of 
uh, workouts, like home workouts, you know, yeah. sort of the, the typical, um, what I'd used to go by is like Chloe Ting, sort of yeah. like the, the YouTube video. Sort Your of. generic sort of, yeah. let's get fit at home and tent sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, I would never stay consistent with it. It would be like a couple of weeks worth of doing it every single day. And then one day I'd forget and it'd be like, oh. Well, yeah that's, that's kind of done now so there was like a time where like when I was a lot younger I was doing just that yeah just like just some sit-ups just some sort of runs and it didn't really kind work of, at kind of materialize and anything yeah. so like see obviously you kind of go into the gym then mm-hmm. was it just fall in love straight away or was it this you had to fall in love because you knew that it was something you enjoyed didn't enjoy yeah I think at the very first one was, I think it was more the excitement of what could be, mm-hmm. um, because I saw Shane like doing all of these weights. Obviously, yeah. he'd been training for a, a while by right, that point, yeah. and it was just sort of like what could be at that point. Uh, and obviously, I wanted to work on my physique. I wanted to the typical sort of. I didn't want to be muscular. Yeah. I didn't want to be broad. My shoulders were quite broad. It was. Mm-hmm. A little bit of an insecurity of mine of okay. like broad shoulders yeah. because you know it's quite top heavy yeah um i didn't have a lot going on in terms of like quads or anything mm-hmm. so uh yeah i think the the excitement of actually trying to build something overtook all of the nerves all and the stuff like that yeah. so That's, yeah i think that probably i mean i i, I entered the gym Mm-hmm. Because I was so self-conscious because I was so skinny. Yeah. So my aspect was just like eat, 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 Chicago Downs, Chicago Downs, Chicago Downs. Yeah. So like I'm I'm assuming was your diet loosely based as well when you first kind of went in or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was yeah. really, really if you, bad. If you look back now, is it like cringe? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> even like pre prep sort of the things that you realize during that is kind of you realize how much food that you need to calculate, like all oh. of the, the macros and stuff like that. It's ridiculous. Um, and how much food is actually healthy compared mm-hmm. to what you thought was healthy in the beginning. Yeah. Like me just doing ab workouts and stuff like that. I thought that things that I was eating was healthy. Mm-hmm. But looking back, it was like, no, you know, yeah. you're just eating just what you think is healthy but it's actually full of sugar that's it it's everything there was no protein either well i was i was a very big um micro meal person for the protein yeah oh it's got 34.8 grams of protein gonna be double jacked yeah (laughs) and then you actually look at it and you're like ah and it tasted horrible too yeah that kind of sort of thing yeah yeah. i think it was sort of the um the industry of like the protein you've got to really really be careful because as you just said there you look at the thing and it's like 34 grams worth of protein and it's like great mm-hmm. i'm gonna have that but when you actually look at the back yeah and see what's in it and how many calories yeah all that 34 grams is like oh, okay. and the biggest misconception ever i don't know if you ever watch any of these videos is uh, greg to sometimes Egg or Greg Duchet, I can't pronounce I his name. I have heard of him. I yeah, don't watch the Canadian his... guy. I He's got a really videos. annoying voice. <laughs> <laughs> he does really good stuff on like, uh, or used to do it uh, b- before he became annoying. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, he would like kind of break down a meal mm-hmm. of what it said on the back. Mm-hmm. And it was a, 
obviously a complete mismatch if you took like how many calories is in one gram of protein, how many calories is in one carb. Yeah. And it's just so out. Yeah. And like I'm guessing that is why prep is so, so vital. Yeah, a hundred percent. hundred percent, isn't it? It's, it's so calculated as well. Like you have to measure everything and like even if you look at the back of that package and say, like, how do you know that that is 100% true? Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. you've calculated it yourself, you've got to have a little bit of give in the calories and the protein and mm-hmm. sort of account for that, um, which is what I didn't do in the beginning. And I got pulled up on it and said, look, you need to calculate this amount of fat, this amount of carb, this amount of calories and protein and make sure you stick to the similar sort of foods like if you keep going with different foods and mm-hmm. um say swapping out constantly um you won't get the same amount every single time so yeah. it'll be a little bit difficult to sort of calculate the average on that so yeah. my meals were pretty much the same mm-hmm. the entire time until something had to be swapped out. swapped out yeah so it'd be like every single thing to the to the gram to the calorie yeah. to the protein wow and nothing else ah uh, nah yeah. sorry me personally it's okay <laughs> so, uh, personally i couldn't uh, mm-hmm. I, that's just that's intense uh, yeah. so like how there's a novice doesn't have any kind of previous gym anything then go from two years of i'm gonna air quote yeah training yeah what then happens is the like how how do you think oh i, I actually love this now i want to drive on like when, when does that start happening okay so i mean i did sort of want to do something to actually show off my physique yeah there was things sort of speculating around I was thinking about like modeling or something like that and it was like I want to do something that I can show I've done this for this amount of time and this is what I've got to show for it um I think the point where I was like I was I'm gonna do it is when I went to Shane's first competition yeah so I went along with him um and I I was with him the entire prep and I started like getting intrigued as to what competing actually involves, you know, mm-hmm. trying to become a little bit more informed so I could help them a little bit because yeah. I felt like all I was doing is be like, you're doing good, let's keep going sort of thing. But I wanted to actually be able to offer a little bit of support yeah. that isn't from a that's sort brilliant. of like, keep going that's sort amazing. of thing. No, that's Thank so you. cool. No, that is actually so, so, so cool. So, like, obviously, yeah, so, like, Shane kind of goes... Obviously, he got on, oh, slap my table. He got on stage. Uh-huh. Um, so you'd, I'm assuming while he was on there, were you kind of following at that at like before Shane went on stage, Shane's workouts, or is that where you were starting to create your own yeah. sort of way in the gym, or, or was it primarily again what Shane was doing because it was going to work well for Shane? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I've literally only been following Shane's regime the entire time wow ever since like literally the first even like the youtube videos were sort of influenced by athlete next sort of like the ab workout stuff like that and uh, uh, jeff cavalier is that uh, athlete next is that oh i i don't know his actual yeah, name he's but, really good he's yeah. really good yeah i really like him so yeah sorry but um, <laughs> in terms of like my actual routine everything has been 
sculpted around Shane's uh, regimes and what he likes to do and stuff yeah. like that. But as we went through prep, it was kind of like, right, we need to actually adapt the sort of the schedule that we had to my physique at that point, mm -hmm. because it's like bikinis, more glute and uh, quad and hamstring dominant. Yeah. So it was kind of that needed to be the focus. Whereas in men's physique, it needs to be big back, big yeah, shoulders, big, big chest, yeah. you know, small waist sort of thing. So it was at that point, it did change a little bit, but mm -hmm. not so much where it was like we want two different regimes. Two di yeah. It just essentially, I added two days onto what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so. that's amazing. So, so I'm right in saying Shane's program is a proven route to success. Absolutely. Why is it he selling it? <laughs> At this point, he, he should sell it he because him, it, it really would. What, he, it, fuck it, sorry, it would work. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> There's been a few people as well on the journey that have sort of like came in on the uh on the little workouts, like John, bless him, I love John. Yeah. Shout out, John. Oh, uh, John Pickman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he used to come in on our workouts, especially on the the first competition, his like first official one, uh, for the beginner. And uh, John was in in the workouts quite a lot then. Yeah. And then there was Jack. Jack was coming in uh, a couple times, and we had a, a couple other people that were like, "Oh, can I come in?" Sort yeah. of thing. It's quite nice because they could really see, you know, they'd come in the next day and be like, oh, you know, I could wow. feel that there. I yeah. could feel the chest. I could feel the back, whatever. And, you know, it's it was almost like they were intimidated by it, but impressed by yeah. the sort of the work rate that we had as well. Because we're seriously like, right, well, you need I've, to go. I've, I've seen you in the gym. And you do work very, very hard. Thank you. Uh, I'm not going to ask what is in Shane's uh, trading regime. Just in case he in does respect that. to him. <laughs> yeah. But can I talk about one one workout that I noticed mm -hmm. that was, I think, is a focal point in the hack squat? Yeah. It, do you, like that's very for me very Dorian Yates because it's very hard British. Yeah. Is that kind of like the style, kind of like the blood and guts of like failure? Yes. Failure. Yes. That you can like, go for. Um we push beyond failure yes so it's like once you go to failure take a couple breaths get a few more out and if you can't then that's what your spotter is there for yep. so the spotter then comes in and be like right you need to do a couple more a couple more so yeah. have you ever done a dorian yates blood and guts workout i haven't actually done like sort of I've took the concept of it yeah, it's... to every single workout but I haven't done that yeah, specific he's, one he's my if there was an idol yeah. per se, Yates, Yates really on that because it was yeah. as as you as you know, once you go past failure, yeah, and failure again, yeah, it's a different it, it's a different aspect to training completely, yeah. isn't it? No, absolutely. And um, so yeah, so so obviously you're following Shane's program. Mm -hmm. We're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna specifically ask about that. Yeah. Um. So you kind of take over when when the prep kind of kicks in, like. Was it always kind of bikini that you were going to go for? Yeah, so yeah. I was like sort of delving into a couple of the other mm -hmm. um, categories. However, from my shape and the way I am right now, and that I've only been training for two years, like seriously, uh, I didn't think that it would be a smart idea 
Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I didn't based on the people that were there. If I hadn't went for any other category, I it I wouldn't have looked right on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because bikini is all about the, the femininity side. Mm-hmm. So all about being feminine, flaunting, you know, um, showing off your physique, but not like tensing it out yes. and showing all the striations and stuff like yeah. that. So I think bikini, I also quite like feeling feminine as well, Yeah. Uh, especially because I tend to just go about in like a hoodie and, you know, I, I get quite aggressive during the workouts Workout, as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I, I feel like I'm, it's a little bit more masculine the well, way that I walk around. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind me bringing it up, obviously just mm-hmm. before we've done this, when we're kind of doing our sound checks and yeah. whatnot, uh, something that I picked up was obviously you People could be intimidated by you, mm-hmm. by your, by by the way you look when you're training because yeah. it's so intense. Yeah. And how is that for a girl in a in a in a guy in a, I don't want to be sexist and whatnot, but you no. know the way that I'm kind of going yeah. going with this. It's a very guy engineered world. Yeah, it's a very male dominated aspect. Thanks. That, that that's a much welcome. better way of saying it. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, how how hard is it for a girl to kind of take that leap? So speak like I don't mean obviously for you, it yeah. would have been relatively easy for you because you believed and had the love, but yeah. it must be hard. Yeah, definitely. It is very intimidating, especially sort of now there's quite a lot of criticism. Mm-hmm. Um and there's a lot of comparisons as well. And once you walk into a gym and for anyone in general, but especially as a woman, then they start looking at like the people in the gym. They start mm-hmm. looking, say, for instance, me. I don't want them to look at me and be like, oh, yeah, you know, really intimidated by it. I want them to be like, right, this could be a person that could help me on my journey. You yeah. know, um, I do have a bit of a bitch face. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so that doesn't really help in terms of being approachable. And I am trying to sort of be a little bit less intense during my breaks yeah well I, like I, it's easier for me yeah. because i've kind of known you from yeah. the earlier days but yeah. i think you're a very approachable person oh, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome you're yeah, welcome but, um, i think in general for a woman it is very intimidating especially in the free weight section yeah like there's so much choice that it starts getting overwhelming especially if you don't know what to do you're just there to better yourself and then you walk into a gym with people that have two, three hundred kilograms on the the leg press, the hack squat, you know, bench and double your your body, body weight. weight. Yeah. Uh, and then it gets to the point where then you start self criticizing, like, right, I'm only doing two, three kilograms on something, which. Uh, as I've said, I've been training for four years, and for like the horizontals, I'm still on the two, three kilograms, yeah. and the four kilograms is the max I can do. It's not really, it it shouldn't be a, about the weights at that point because no. as long as you are better or want to be better than what you were before, that should really be the only comparison. Brilliant message. And I yeah. do get that it's a lot more difficult than said. You know, yeah. I've compared to people before uh i'm quite i got quite competitive at the start like seeing the weights and looking over and be like right they're doing that weight so i need to do that weight because then i can feel like i belong almost Mm -hmm. like i I need to be stronger so it kind of pushed me on to Mm -hmm. doing more weight but now i realize that it's not always about the weight as long as you're doing the reps as long as you're 
pushing yourself yeah. to the max that you can do or you want to you know not everyone has to walk into the gym and scream in pain because they've done about 50 reps no that's you know? it that's yeah. like that's something that i found especially like especially this year and love Mm-hmm. Is that you can go into the gym for 15 minutes and mm-hmm. love it and better yourself. Mm-hmm. You can go to the gym for 45 minutes, love it and better yourself. You could do double that and do the same. As long as you're better in yourself, you're always going to come out with a positive outcome. A hundred percent. That's that is what it's about. Like, yeah, I think in terms of it depends on what your goals are. It depends mm-hmm. on what you want to do. You know, um, a lot of women in general just tend to have something that they want to improve yeah when they first start going in um and i think in terms of sort of the timeline of when you first start the gym to when you want to improve yeah i think it needs to be as long as you can see the progress like not put i was really bad for this not put like right i need to be this by this point and because if you don't reach at that point yeah if you don't reach that point and then you're like oh I didn't lose this much weight or I don't have abs or you know whatever the goal is you're just going to get disappointed in yourself and sort of just you're going to lose motivation yeah you're going to demoralize yourself for no reason I mean well that's it I mean we're 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 a sensitive species Mm -hmm. and we don't react very well to things that go badly with us Mm -hmm. and that can be tiny yeah and especially when you're in the gym that tiny thing is a massive thing, really. Mm-hmm. And how, like, when you're, I'm just going to kind of go into kind of, you've committed to the competition now. Mm-hmm. How attentive do you need to be with, like, the visual aspect of yourself to keep yourself positive? I think in terms of competing, it needs to be, like, there's motivation and then there's discipline. like. Yeah. It doesn't, at, at some points, the motivation isn't there because you're tired, you know, you're sore, you want to give up. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, it's so much work over a long period of time as well. Like I did a six month prep. Some people do longer, some people do shorter. But no matter how long it is, it's still going to be hell. It's, because, it's unbelievable. Yeah, because if you're feeling, you should feel okay for three quarters of it you know you should be like right okay let's keep going but sometimes it gets quite monotonous especially in terms of meals and you know you need to keep pushing yourself so sometimes there's going to be points where you look at yourself and be like i'm not making as much progress as i want yeah but once you start looking at the photos that you've taken and the the beginning photo and the end photo are huge yeah like i've been looking over my prep photos and i thought that you know, at the start of it, mm-hmm. that I was, I should have been okay at yeah. that point. You know, I was like, oh, I don't have a lot of fat on me. You know, mm-hmm. I don't have this. I don't have that. I can slim down. The reality of it, you need to be quite brutal with sort of how you how you need to refine your physique yeah. essentially in bikini yeah. um, or in any sort of bodybuilding aspect. You need to kind of be like, right, this is what I need to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the positive as- aspect of I'm doing great, but it also needs to be like, right, this isn't coming in. We need to hone this in now Yeah. Uh, in terms to get in time. And that's I think that's what I didn't do 
is because I was so focused on what I had at that point and I'd never been that lean at that point so I was so excited I was like stack I was like oh my god I've got like ab lines coming in that I've never had before and stuff like that yeah but looking back I needed to do a whole lot more (laughs) than what I actually did especially for the next time I compete it needs to be all or nothing constantly checking everything every single day and if something's not going right it needs to be corrected immediately immediately instead of me delaying it because I was like oh well, it might take a couple of days because, uh, especially for women, in, in terms of like periods and stuff like that, there's yeah. sort of a cycle. Yeah. So sometimes you weigh a lot heavier. Yeah. Which women need to take into consideration as well. Could, could I ask, if, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. did your diet have to change with that through prep or was that, no, no you just stay the same? It yeah? was exactly the same. Wow. Uh, if anything, it was difficult because there was a lot of cravings there. You Gosh, know, yeah. uh, you wanted a lot more food than you could have, unfortunately. But in terms of like, there's no reason as to change that on prep. Mm-hmm. Like in normal training, then it'd be like, you know, grab yeah. something extra. You're feeling shitty. Let's just get on with it. You know, grab whatever you need to help you get through this day. But on prep, you can't do that because them extra calories means that you're not in a deficit as much as you should be so say for instance you're on a a 300 calorie deficit and you have that extra bit of toast or something like that you know you're not as much of a deficit not that you should be in toast on prep but i didn't but (laughs) as an example um then you wouldn't be as much in a calorie deficit. Yeah. So it kind of, it does well, need to be the same. calories would be massive mm-hmm. in prep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just going to, I'm estimating that as a slice of toast. Yeah. My, my Fitbit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I used to think it was bad. That was, that was yeah. what I used to be So, like, so I, 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 a very kind of honest question for you just mm-hmm. now is obviously, you know, I've signed up for the High Rocks and I spoke to you at the gym on Monday or yeah. Tuesday, right? Yeah. And I spewed my ringer so bad outside and yeah. I'm not going to lie. I thought I am not going to be able to do this. Did that happen to you when you first start? Like, at the, like when you first started, right? Right, this is serious. I'm going to sign up for this. Mm-hmm. At any point in the start, where you're like, oh no, what the fuck have I done? I think there was a couple moments during the actual prep. I think it was yeah. like midway, where it's like, am I actually going to be able to to get through to the point where I need to be? I started doubting, like, yeah, can yeah, I yeah. actually go fully? But at the start, it was all go. I had everything booked by the first. Actually, it was before prep that I'd booked my uh, my membership. I'd paid for my bikini. I'd paid for my heels. Everything wow. that comes with yeah. the competition. So when it came to going on prep, it was like, I need to do this. Mm-hmm. I've invested so much money into this. <laughs> yeah. And I've said that I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it by this date. I need to be ready. Mm-hmm. So I think in terms of that, there wasn't a lot of hesitant to do that because it's kind of like, I need to do it yeah. now. That's why I quite like having something there to hold me accountable for what I want to do. If I'm scared or if I don't want to necessarily do it, I have something public where, say, for instance, my skydive, mm-hmm. like I held a charity event and I was yeah. like, right, if people sponsor me to do this, if you donate, then I will do the skydive. And it got to a couple of days beforehand. I was like, I don't know whether I can do this. But every single time I was like, no, people have donated. 
you yeah, have, you have to, to do, do it, it. Yeah. you have to go through with it and that's what the main thought was when I was up in that plane I was like I've raised this money I'm gonna do this regardless mm-hmm. you know it, it's gonna be shit scary was this a mass superior to take it yeah a hundred percent yeah heights is Flying as well? He's scared of flights because I, I I'm not massive in planes. I've too, never but... actually been on a plane like. To be fair, that's a totally stupid question because if you're on a plane and sat on a plane and going on holiday, you're mm. probably not going to be scared as what you'd ever be sat on a plane going up to yeah. jump back out of the plane. Yeah, I think the the sort of <laughs> updates was the the point in time where it's like shit. Mm-hmm. I I start my stomach dropped was when the guy got his little GoPro out Mm-mm. and he was like, "How are you feeling?" And it's like, "I'm feeling good." He's like, "Have a look outside," and I did. He's like, "Right, that's high." And I said that to him, and he chuckled and he <laughs> said, "That's only halfway, pal." <laughs> and just the stomach drop when he said oh, that, no. I was like, "No, you know this can't." And it it was very very high. You could see all of the Lake District. Yeah. And it was sort of, it was terrifying, but I started getting like the adrenaline the shakes adrenaline because in, yeah. I was like, well, at this point, you know, as soon as he gets to that door, You're joking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At that point, once you enter the door, you can't do anything about it because mm. even regardless of if, if you say no at that point, they're not going to hear you. No, because the the. It's... The amount of noise that's around you, it quite literally sucks you out of the plane. Really? Like the air. I, I can't describe it. I would 100% do it again. 100%. Even very, though I'm still terrified. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I think <laughs> I'm probably not making this sound very good for the people that want to do a skydive and are, no. are terrified. <laughs> I can tell that sort of you were speculating about doing a skydive and stuff like that. Honestly, the views are so so well, worth it. That, that's that is what I would want to do it for. Yeah. It's I'm like like I would I don't think we were recording at the time when we started talking about nature. Were we? No, I don't no, know we if weren't. we were in a no, we weren't. out in nature. It's just totally different anyway. Like yeah. you do anything, you see the views. It's just ah, oh, fucking beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's is absolutely it worth Lake it. District as well. Did you do it? Yeah, it was yeah. down at the bottom of the Lake District, so oh, wow. you could see all of the lake district and on a good day unfortunately it wasn't a good day for scotland but you can see uh the scottish uh, mountains wow from the the point where you're skydiving and you can see ireland as well and at some points you can see the border of france yeah, it's France. On the yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's unbelievable. Yeah, wow. because you're so In high fact, up. Uh, yeah, I'm just like kind of visioning. Yeah, because you're so high up. If you actually look, obviously you can't see like civilization. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just pointing out someone's house. No, but you can see like the borders and like the, the landscapes yeah. of where it actually is i could actually see where i traveled through to come to no way yeah like all the that lakes and stuff that i'd stopped off at that's even scarier that you see all that and then they managed to drop you on a bomb attack yeah it's that's the it's like, amazing how fast how like how long does the dive take in, in total then in general oh. sorry um i mean you're free falling for around about 
10 15 seconds yeah so it's it's really not that long because you're you're traveling quite fast i'm that not gonna lie 182 miles an hour I i'm unsure as something for human it, weight something like that isn't it yeah it, it's got to be something like that because by the time you do that uh you've traveled quite far down mm-hmm. and then once they do like the the parachute i would say i was up in the air for max 35 minutes 35 minutes 35 40 minutes yeah oh, honestly, and i was on, on the ground. I, honestly, I honestly thought it'd be a lot shorter than that that just put me off to more. be fair though the person that i had was doing tricks in the air oh wow yeah he was like doing um like he was doing like flips and stuff. Yeah. But he asked me whether I wanted to do it. He was the most experienced person there. Yeah. So yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, shall we have a bit of fun with this? Shall we just do some tricks and stuff?" So I was one of the first people off the mm-hmm. plane, and one of I was the va- last person to land on the ground. Oh wow! Cool. Because he was just constantly yes. going around. So That's it is a lot right. shorter. Yeah. Um, the typical st- skydive is a lot shorter than that. But to be fair, <laughs> yeah. I'd prefer staying up. Oh yeah, yeah, of course you love it. Yeah, it's just I'd I take took in a lot more of the views that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did sort of like a a trick where it was like a zero gravity thing where it almost felt like you were free falling, but you're still attached to the parachute. Oh wow! So yeah, cool. It was yeah, it was weird. Like he pulled up and then sort of like did a diagonal thing. So then you dropped. Yes, okay, yeah, 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 I see, see, yeah, okay, yeah. I see what would happen. Yeah. So then you felt like you were free falling, but you weren't essentially. But in terms of the adrenaline, if you're if you're seeking that sort of thing, like anything like that, the the nature and stuff like that, I think that's why prep was such a a big thing because it yeah. was like I'd never done it before. And stepping on that stage as well. Yeah. Like you're not only shaking because you've got this far but you're shaking because the adrenaline of all of it you're just ready well, to go um this is obviously totally 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 different mm-hmm. i played on stage in front of like bad nights and in yeah. front of the school and that mm-hmm. and you get that little butterflies i used to love it i used to like lose myself in the music mm-hmm. to get made fun of all the time because of the stupid long hair and whatnot <laughs> oh how do you feel just before you go on stage because you are going to be judged yeah entirely weirdly enough i thought i was going to be terrified i thought i was gonna mess up a lot because Mm -hmm. i'm i'm quite a clumsy person and my biggest fear was i don't wear heels a lot and Mm -hmm. walking on stage um the sort of material that it was as well sort of like if you slipped you were going down sort of thing yeah, 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 um, yeah and i because i don't wear heels i was trying to walk in a way where like if i did slip a little bit i'd be able to save it mm-hmm. but all of them fears just went away because i was one i was the first group yeah, category okay. on yeah stage. that's gonna help so it did really help yeah. yeah um i basically had no time to think mm-hmm um there was i came in i got my hair and my makeup done it was like half past five i got in on the day by the time i'd done my hair my makeup my tan you know uh it was almost time to step on stage so then by the time i walked out i'd then got warmed up i got pumped up with my resistance bands Mm -hmm. by the time i'd done that they literally said right you're on stage in five so it was kind of like, but yeah, just 
yeah it was literally there was no time to think there was no time to panic mm -hmm. there was no time to overthink of what could have happened mm -hmm. i think once you start doing that you start making up things that could happen but the likelihood of it happening is actually very low yeah and as long as you actually recover from it perfectly as well even if it did go wrong even if you did trip you know, like as long as you're not face planting on the floor and staying there for 10 minutes, yeah. you're okay. As yeah. long as you get back up and you strut your stuff and then you go back off like nothing ever happened. Yeah. But I think the nervousness backstage, it actually helped because we were all in the same boat. Mm -hmm. So when I saw the other girls being really nervous and obviously it was all of our first times because it was a first time competition. Um. I don't know. It somehow relaxed me into thinking, right, I'm not actually the only one feeling this way. Yeah. So why am I feeling so nervous when everyone's feeling this way as well? Mm -hmm. um, so at that point, I don't know why, but I took it upon myself to sort of try and lift the mood a little bit backstage. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So there was music and stuff backstage and I was asking how everyone was doing. And they're like, oh, what if I get this wrong? What if I get that wrong? You know, they were going in complete disaster mode, mm -hmm. like getting really anxious. And like, there's going to be loads of people out there. And I was like, look, you've gotten this far. Mm -hmm. You all look incredible in the bikinis that you've spent hundreds of pounds on. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, And, you know, they all did look beautiful with their hair done and stuff like that. And I was like, we need to go out and do it. And we're going to do it well. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter what, you should be proud of what you've actually yeah, what you, made. What, you, what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, even if you didn't make it on stage, the amount of effort that it takes to maintain that physique, that that is an achievement in itself. Yeah. that That's like, it's so true. Mm -hmm. And it must, uh, it's, it, it's so true, but it's so hard to mm -hmm. grasp that as well because i could never go on stage and i could look at you and shane and think like wow like I'm, i don't know how hard it is i just kind of know how hard it must have been for you if that makes sense yeah. so, so you do that but then there's also is that inner competitor of you that you always want to do better so how do you balance the books i think it was the case of i had to go in there thinking if i if I place, great. If yeah. I don't, then that's fine because mm -hmm. I've gotten this far. I've gotten my physique the way that I wanted it at that point. Yeah. You know, even if I was last, then that's fine. Yeah. You know, as long as I can actually get up there, do my poses correctly and actually have fun with that's it. That's such a good approach. Yeah, because I was so, so nervous at the first, like, couple months of prep that by the time prep was over... There was no nervousness there. There was just, let's get this done and let's do it well. Yeah. And let's have fun with it because I have a tendency to start overthinking things to the point where sometimes it ruins it. It's like, yeah. you know, you, you spend so much time overthinking it mm -hmm. that it actually takes away from the experience in itself. Um, and I did have to sort of have... Uh, my family around me that were down there helping me and you know supporting me they did have to say 
once I found out my results as well, mm-hmm. I was a little bit disappointed because yeah. I didn't place. But it was kind of like, at the end of the day, I know where I'm at now. Yeah. The whole point of that was to see where I was in terms mm-hmm. of the other girls. And now I know. So next time, I know to be better than the first place. Yeah. So I know that this person got first place for a specific reason. And I've been searching the girls that have placed well over all of the federations. It's not just WNBF, but in professional circumstances as well, like the pro bodybuilders. IFBB. Is it IFBB circles? Even even sort of the Olympia sort of girls and stuff like that. Looking at them and say, right, what do they have? And then sort of basing it off that because there's a lot of... I've found that a lot of the girls that did place have a lot of flirtiness in their walk. You know, Mm -hmm. they're very, very confident. Like nothing can touch what they've built Mm -hmm. on the stage. It's their stage and their stage only. It's it's amazing to actually see because the women that go on there are so strong. And just sort of the attitude that I just had there before, where it's like, we're going to do this because we've spent so long on it now. Yeah. I think at that point, you've you've spent so long on this prep, where it's like, you need to start enjoying the experience now. And mm-hmm. I see that in the women that come out and they strut their stuff and they come off stage beaming with a massive smile saying... I enjoyed that so much. Yeah. And it's not actually about the, the prizes anymore. It's no. about the actual competing and seeing how you were from the start of the com- competitive season. And they're like, right, this is how I look now. And this is how I looked then. Yeah. And sort of comparing themselves. And they're a lot happier because they're like, right, I've actually done what I wanted to do in terms of um, improving their own physique. Mm-hmm. It's no longer then about them comparing themselves to the other girls. Yeah, that's the judge. That's the judge's job. Yeah, essentially. So yeah, that's that's it's so true as well. Because like I was reading, uh, reading, was watching something the other day, and it was obviously just about uh, Chris Bromstead. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously his mindset must be like if you were to go and ask Seabum mm-hmm. directly, was it last? Was it just last week, Olympia, or was it two weeks yes, ago? Yes, it, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was very soon. Uh, when he uh, when he got his fifth title, I bet you if you ask him after the adrenaline lats came came away half an hour later, you're happy with your physique, mm-hmm. he'd probably say no. Mm-hmm. It, there's still that kind of little bit different, and that's a different dynamic. And I always think that like the feminine approach to bodybuilding that's so much more better mm-hmm. for the overall sport. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of after you get your placement, obviously if you don't place, then you have to wait a week before they release the scorecard yeah. so you technically know where you've placed they also give you some constructive criticism mm-hmm. as well oh, outside with it yeah. yeah so they're like right this is where you've placed and this is why so some of mine was that i took too long to transition into the poses was, sorry is that the judges like comments that they're yes oh, right. oh yeah. so oh, that is brilliant yeah. you really are getting the very good constructive criticism yeah, yeah. and yeah, you so. can even sort of go to them and ask like what their opinions are specifically as well mm-hmm. like if you feel like they didn't provide enough information on yeah. say like how your physique looking overall and you want a a more specific approach 
then I actually message one of them and say, you know, look, could you give me more information of what I could what do better? Could, yeah. Um, and a lot of it was to do with the the conditioning. I needed to be a lot leaner um, mm-hmm. because especially in sort of the hip area, the back area uh, and glutes as well, there was still more body fat than should have been. Right, there okay, should have yeah. been a lot more muscularity showing, right. um, which I know for next time yeah. it needs to be like really really lean like the yeah, leanest yeah. i've ever been so you're gonna have to bulk before like kind of going kind of like that kind of long bulk to kind of get the muscles muscles up so i'm not gonna bulk i'm no. gonna main gain so yes. um i don't personally believe in bulking from my personal circumstance because I gain quite a lot of fat very easily. Okay. So if I was to go on a bulk, I'd just put on loads of fat and then it's just fat to take back off again in prep. So in terms of the main gain, you can stay on your maintenance calories Mm -hmm. and you can still build muscle. And then you can sort of do like an almost a body recomp where it's like you're, you're building muscle, but you're staying the same weight because then you're losing the fat as well. Yes. So basically what my aim is, is my competition level physique that I had. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to be at the start of prep, realistically, wow. for 2025. <sighs> so I need to be around about that leanness. Yeah. So then when I start prep, I'm like, right, I'm already off a, yeah. a better start than what I was originally. I need to be a lot leaner when I start prep. Mm-hmm. So then by the time I get to competition level, there's not a lot of fat on me. Like yeah. I need to be so lean where if I just pick something up, you can see the vascularity, you can see, see the, the striation yeah. coming through. Yeah. Yeah. That's essentially wow. where I want to be. That is very, very hard, but very admirable. Yeah. That's some that's so twenty twenty four is a big year for you. Definitely, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be a year of building and building. a year of exploration as well. Cause yeah. I, I quite like the outdoors. Um and sort of just trying to take the time as well, where if I was to do 2024 prep, I'd literally need to start now preparing mm-hmm. for it. And for where I want to be in terms of novice, yeah. I don't have enough time to build muscle mm-hmm. from now until, say, January to then start prep again. Like, I, I really need to build a lot more muscle to be competitive in a novice state yeah which is mad when i just remembered that you've only been seriously training for two years yeah realistically just, you need uh, to be training for a lot lot longer that just hit that just hit me in the head this <laughs> is like you only been, was, wow that is very impressive because i was just yeah. thinking was like, oh, God, i've been training for 10 years and it takes me probably over three years to even get to the stage of thinking, could I go ahead and do it? Wow. 100%. Yeah. Yes, it, you have worked hard. It does take <laughs> a lot of preparation. And realistically, I should have been training for another two, three years before mm-hmm. even stepping on stage, uh, just to build sort of the, the density that I needed. Yeah, but that's like brilliant for confidence going forward, though. Yeah. Like, as you say, you've got the constructive criticism now. Yeah. And you've learned how to even take constru- constructive criticism because some people yeah. don't don't take constructive criticism very well. Yes. And um, so you've already got kind of like the stepping stone, mm-hmm. should, should 100%. you say. Yeah. I think it's more for the experience as well because the more you get experience on stage, I, 
I was thrown and thrown between the supernaturals, which occurred in October, and they just had the yeah, world yeah, yeah, yeah. for WMBF literally just yesterday. Right, okay, yeah. Um, so that occurred in Seattle. So if I was to have done a further prep and go into supernaturals, you know, that would have been a lot of the the way I was in July when it happened. I didn't have a lot to play with mm-hmm. at, at that point. There was not a lot of calories. I was doing almost two hours worth of cardio every single day wow. on top of seven days a week weight training. Yeah. Um, the the carbs were not there. I was only on like 20 grams of carbs. Fat as well, I was only about 25 grams of fat as well, which yeah. if anyone knows on keto... If you go on keto and you're low on carbs, you have to be high in fat. Uh, yeah. So then you have something to actually rely on. Yeah, but uh, keto becomes your energy source. Is it the key- fat becomes your prime energy source? And yes. Keto- yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I didn't have that, mm-hmm. which is why I felt pretty shit at the end of it because it was like the calories that I was on at the start of prep were not mm-hmm. great whatsoever. Right. Um. So I needed to sort of compensate for the fact that i didn't work on my calories at the start yeah like my maintenance is around about just under 1500 calories right okay and that's to maintain my weight so if i wanted to lose fat i'd need to go under that and ideally for anyone that's starting to prep you need to be over 2000 calories automatically at the start of prep wow so So, big gap yeah it was it was very difficult so that's why i'm kind of using the year to build muscle but build, also build yeah. the calories as well yes. so i have a lot more to play on yeah you've got a brilliant brilliant, <laughs> brilliant beast to go forward and take on your goals that's yeah. absolutely amazing so like 20 grams of carbs mm-hmm. whoa yeah i've done like an intermittent fasting diet that actually worked quite well i've only done it for maybe about a month mm-hmm. and by the end of that i tried going on zero carbs Ooh. and well, I, say, I never, I never got down to zero. Yeah. So I just, just couldn't. But um, I specifically remember being down in Newcastle with Saths, mm-hmm. and we we're going to go for sushi. Mm-hmm. And I've honestly, I can't explain it. I didn't want the meat. Mm-hmm. I just wanted the rice. Mm-hmm. All I wanted was to eat rice. Yeah. The craving is real. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, at the end of prep, I was sort of going in shops. This was really bad, but I was going in shops and seeing what I would that I'm craving at that point and because I couldn't eat it yeah I would buy it and I stored it in this treat box so by the end of prep I had a massive treat box full of sugary sweets full of chocolate full of literally everything that just would make you go into a meltdown because of how much sugar Sugar. is there but at the end of prep Mm -hmm. once I came out of the competition uh, India and my sister bought me a cupcake, so I had a little cupcake oh, um, to a little celebrate. But the thing is, I wasn't. I looked at them sweets and I started feeling ill. Really? Because I was like, I don't want them sweets because I'd been on that diet for such yeah. a long time. Yeah. That I didn't actually want that, so I had some rice cakes before uh, before I went out for yeah. burgers and fries. So just as similar as just what you've just said there, like. In terms of once you come out of prep, you really need to be careful because you'll make yourself ill. Well, yeah, I was going to say, how is it coming out of prep? Like, in just in general, like, mm-hmm. that must be 
like how, like how are you with food coming out like you like you'd obviously you looked at treats and you're like oh no like you, yeah. you went for a big burger yeah. after prep yeah was it nice it was good yeah but I felt quite ill after it like yeah. the amount of calories that was in it and because mm-hmm. it was so filling I actually had to go on like a two mile walk afterwards seriously because I was like just I need to... off a little bit yeah because... were you like spiking I don't know what it was. I just felt ill. I just felt sick mm-hmm. and I wanted to throw up. So it was kind of like it wasn't ideal. I'd yeah. just eaten all this food. I'd spent yeah, all yeah, this yeah, money. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not throwing this back up. So let's just go for a walk. But uh, in terms of prep afterwards, I should, what I should have done is different to what I actually did. So what you should do is sort of like detransition out of it and slowly come out of prep. So yeah. basically just essentially carry on what you were eating in terms of prep uh calories and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and slowly add it on so you're not piling the weight back on yeah i went on a little bit of a binge session okay (laughs) for a while okay it it happened for like a a couple weeks where i was eating whatever i want whenever i want yeah regardless of feeling hungry or not like if the craving was there i would eat it so I had to tone that back in a little bit because I'd started like, because obviously once you come back from not being on a lot of carbs to then eating a lot of carbs, a lot of the water weight and food weight goes back on. Yeah. So I was nine stone 11 on the first, like when I weighed myself just before comp. Wow. Yeah. So then I went straight up to like 10 and a half stone in like a week yeah wow and i think that's why sometimes when people say i haven't you know like i, I weighed myself yesterday and i weighed I this stone it's a stone and a half in a week yeah wow yeah it's wow. because yeah. of the yeah. the amount of water that you have yeah, to of course. like i didn't drink a lot on comp day like mm-hmm. it literally needed to be sips and i had one rice cake the entire day until after after the comp yeah. itself wow. um so you didn't eat a lot for it that day so obviously when i dehydrated myself there wasn't a lot of water in me there wasn't a lot of food in me so at that point that's why i was weighing that much yeah but as soon as you start drinking and eating immediately you know you start bloating a little bit because of the carbs that are in your system and stuff yeah. like that so when people are saying oh i i weigh this much you know i haven't lost weight and it's like well have you fully dehydrated yourself and have you fully how do I put this? I, I it's hard. I, I know what you mean, but it's hard to get the words out on that one as well. Yeah. Like you need to know that you're fully empty. Yeah. On the morning and fully dehydrated to know what your true weight is. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you're you're basically accounting for water and food weight that's already yeah, yeah. there as well so i think the the scales for someone that's not on prep yeah you know like what i've recommended to some people is just to like do it once a week just mm-hmm. to make sure that you're on the right track yeah but not so obsessive where it's like right this day i'm 10 stone 2 this day i'm 10 stone 5 why is that it's like yeah. well you might have drank a little bit more you might have done something else you know you might have Put a little bit more salt or something. I don't know. Well, like salt's a huge one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many variables that you could say. Well, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you walked a little bit more? Yeah. You know. So 
in order to actually get your true weight, you need to be so consistent where all of them variables are the same. Yeah. So then if it's like you will know whether you're dropping weight or going up in weight, but there is still sort of things, especially as a woman in terms of your period, stuff like that, you retain water so easily Mm -hmm. that immediately you can go up in a couple of pounds, like from one day to the next. And it's not fat whatsoever. And that's what I need to, that's why I need to say to like people, I need to sort of calm them down a little bit and say, it's not fat. Yeah. You're still doing really well. You know, you're on track. You could have just drank a little bit more because you're a little bit dehydrated, you know, like focus on how you're feeling, focus on how you're looking, you know, and monitor yourself every so often, but don't make it obsessive to the point where it doesn't help. Yeah. I was going to say for, could you just do me a favor? Mm -hmm. See the little light, the little black switch behind you. Can you just flick one of them on there we go. Now we got lights. That's fair. Yeah. You're kind of panning out for me a bit. I just didn't want to stop the floor. I'm all in black. So <laughs> just, I did see the silver headphones. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, sorry, what were we talking about there? We were talking about prep and the, the variations in weight and how things can alter your weight. So yeah, in terms of obviously like stuff. hormones for women as well would be yeah. massive. And that must be tough. Like yeah. double tough. Yeah. So not a lot of women actually take into consideration, like, say, for instance, one day, one day you walk in the gym and you bench a certain weight and you get a certain reps. And then two weeks later, you bench that same weight and you can barely do it. You feel weak. You can't do it. You know, we need to consider that we're on a 28 day hormonal cycle, whereas men, they're on a 24 hour yeah. hormonal cycle so in terms of the the way that we feel will be over a long period of time yeah so a week like say for instance someone could be feeling really good really strong one week mm-hmm. and then really you know they can't yeah, yeah, actually yeah. push that weight the next yeah. week i think it's up to the person i've been asked this several times where it's like should you work out on your period that was exactly where i was gonna go <laughs> yeah it's up to yourself yeah. like if if anyone listening to this wants to work on their period you know it it really depends on the period it depends yeah. on how you're feeling stuff like that me the way that i train isn't for everyone i go in regardless of how i feel like yeah. you get very like yeah. ow <laughs> it's a lot harder than men to... <laughs> i felt that right, <laughs> right you got a very strong mind yeah. for that but that must be hard those too like just to push like it must be very hard it's difficult because there's a line of like what's okay and what's unsafe yeah i push that line quite consistently yeah um where i come in and i'm so i'm throwing up in in spa bathroom toilet because you know i'm feeling so bad um at not a lot of people know that I get migraines as well. Right, okay. Um, so I get cluster migraines, which, funnily enough, was a, com- a, a, a topic in spa not that long ago. I was speaking to someone where cluster migraines were mentioned. Okay. And it's not actually a common thing that people know. It's it's really, it's, a, it's an actual medical condition yeah, yeah, where yeah. basically the migraine can continue for a long period of time. 
and a migraine isn't like a headache. It's I don't not know. Headache. I don't know. Do you experience migraines? I, I get eye migraines. Right. I go blind. Yeah. So I don't really it's get the, the pain. Yeah, I don't really get like, the pain of like a physical migraine, but I get like the really. It feels like my. It feels like I've got goggles, mm-hmm. and like the water levels rise, and then I just mm-hmm. go blind eventually. Yeah. So in terms of migraines, in terms of cluster migraines, you can. They can last between a day to weeks to potentially even months, depending wow. on the certain person so mine can last between three and four days um where i get a migraine and it eases off a little bit Mm -hmm. but you can still feel it in the back yeah and then it turns it up again and then it goes back off again and then on it's sort of like Mm. never actually going away that's horrible yeah it's not very pleasant but as i said different pain tolerances stuff like that i go in regardless because the majority of the time when I come out of the gym, I actually feel better than when I started. Yeah. Because like when I focus on the reps, stuff like that, I'm not actually thinking about what what's happening with my head mm-hmm. and what's happening with my body in terms of pain. I'm thinking of it like, right, how do I feel this in my chest in terms of the muscles mm-hmm. or my back, trying to squeeze it as much as possible to yeah. try and actually yeah, build as build, much muscle, yeah. muscle as possible. So with the question in mind should you go to the gym on your period it really depends on how you're feeling i go every single time mm-hmm. um regardless you know i just am more aware yeah that you need to sort of slow down a little bit yep. um you can still do the same reps but if you're not feeling it lower the weight yeah and do a little bit more yeah you know it's there's nothing wrong with lessening the weight mm-hmm. and try and get as much as physically possible exactly. because at least you're still there. Yeah. At least you're still doing something. Even if you can't go to the gym and some people feel guilty about that. It's like, oh, I missed the gym, you know. It's not the end of the world no. if mm-hmm. you miss a gym session. No. And I've done it several times where it's like I I can't go to the gym I will do a home workout instead. Mm-hmm. Or even if I don't do a home workout, I substitute it in some other way. Yeah. So even if that's a run, even if it's doing a little bit more steps that day, mm-hmm. you know, um, if you're not feeling it on your period, just go lie down. Yeah. yeah take yeah. some medication and just take that time off because yeah. your body will thank you for it. That, that's it. Your body always grows back stronger. It's, 100%. A, it, it's the most magnificent thing in the universe is our human bodies and their adapt to change and rebuild and whatnot. Yeah. Um, a really interesting thing that I just kind of caught on there uh, when you're in a bus, uh, training though. Mm-hmm. Form and squeezing. How yeah. vital is that when... For for me, when I go to the gym, I, I, I try, obviously, like anybody does, try and do everything with the correct form. Mm-hmm. I try and feel that mind-muscle connection as, as much as I can. Yeah. But I'm very bad at forgetting to feel it. Again, this is like leading the prep. Or just general, just like you and Shane, are you like, is your training like focused? Like you need to feel that real pure connection all the way through the, through, through the reps and whatnot. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, in general training... Uh, you need to well you don't need to but in general what I do is I used to focus more on weight than I did Mm -hmm. on form and when I did that I wasn't making as much progress because I was feeling more sore the next day and then it would sort of transpire into the next day and 
you wouldn't be able to push as much because you're sore, stuff like that. Um, now I'm doing more hypertrophy work again, yeah. thanks to Shane. <laughs> Shane is the main person that sort of, even with my form, if my form's off, that's why is really good. Yeah. Or even if you're unsure about your form, just grabbing someone in the gym. If I'm in the gym and you're like, you know, I don't know whether my form's that great, just Pulling someone as long as they're on a break, you know, don't yeah. interrupt them in the middle of the set. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to, you know, sort of spot them or see whether their form's good because good what I've noticed as well in prep is once you start lessening your body fat, you start noting a little bit more of which side's the stronger side and the more dominant side. I've never thought of that. So in terms of strength, my right side is yeah. stronger okay in terms of um how it looks it's my left wow so i have more striations on my left side mm -hmm. and i have more um muscle you can actually tell between the two, the sides, two sides yeah which one i focus on more yeah because even though i'm stronger on this side i'm trying to compensate on this side so the penny just dropped for me is this is why we talk about symmetry yes thanks yeah. <laughs> it just makes perfect sense symmetry is just so important yeah because if you're off one side it just it doesn't look natural um and that that's one of the main things that they judge is how well you've trained yeah. and how well the, the symmetry looks like you need to be equal butterfly. Yeah, yeah equal all around so it is massively massively important in the gym mm -hmm. regardless of whether you're doing a prep or not if you want your body to look equal you need to make sure that one hand say if you're doing bench one hand or one arm isn't going up further or sort of there's two different ways like up vertically yeah. or up horizontally yeah. so if you're squint in terms of the bar you can be working two different muscles at the same time yeah okay so on one side you could be working more your tricep because yeah. you're in one position yeah. yeah and then on the other side you could be working more your chest yeah. because of a certain angle so in terms of form it's really really important to to get it right slow it down if you have to Put the weight down if you have to and just focus on just slowly going down and most of the time i actually close my eyes because when you close your eyes you you take out one of the senses as well so once you close your eyes you can actually focus more it looks ridiculous probably you're, you're but, totally right though but you're closing your eyes so you're not seeing who's <laughs> looking at you so it doesn't really matter yeah. but um once you close your eyes you can actually visualize or try to visualize what muscle you're working. I'm actually doing the little pose at the moment, which well, is- Well, so is that with the page. That's, yeah. that's like throwing <laughs> arm, elbow one. Yeah. Looks like if I want to give somebody a people's elbow. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of the form, it's really, really important because if you don't do it equally, you will gain more muscle on yeah. one side. Over time, I do have to say, if you do it once, you're not gonna grow a no. massive lat just from one time um but in terms of like if you're not doing it consistently the same yeah. it will become unbalanced I'm, at some point i'm see i'm bad for that it's, you just it's weird for like a uh, bench press i'm 
okay chat mm-hmm. stick me on an incline dumbbell press mm-hmm. and i'm terrible like, like i have to kind of like do the angle yeah to take that exaggeration away or else my left side will just drop and i just can't get that weight back up at the same rate and yeah. whatnot it's it is hard yeah it is and i i have to say that every single gym session there's always something that needs to be corrected it's yeah. not always perfect like if if you see me in the gym and it's like oh she's doing well trust me at one point i've either hit my head almost tripped failed on every single session yeah. and like just there's multiple things that can go wrong as long as you try and push through it yeah and i do the thing where i'm unbalanced as well like especially on the shoulder press if anything goes above my head i struggle to to keep yeah, it okay, equal. Yeah, yeah um because as i've said my right side's stronger yeah so, so when i'm pushing up my left one's lagging behind yeah. and it always always does yeah so that's why i have to constantly remind myself and be like right let's not get the ego involved you need to lower the weight so mm-hmm. then we can actually get this right because the next time you compete you need to be equal yeah and if i'm not equal it will show it will show yeah it it's will best, show it's best after as you say kind of long yeah steady growth period yeah, yeah. so and that, again, obviously highlights back in the prep when the weight isn't so much important. It is that you're making sure that you're doing everything absolutely mm-hmm. on point. Mm-hmm. The words, uh, the word, phrase, I would say that kind of is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that's really good. We've had a really good episode, but you're not going to get away with uh, some questions, do you? Okay. Is there, oops, is there anything before we want the questions that you want to, you want to say? Go over? Because um, we've got loads of times. I'm really enjoying this chat. We've never had to stop okay. once. I think uh, I, I did have some notes. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Because I before this podcast actually started, I was talking about um, this to quite a few girls that I, I have on social media. It's like, okay, yeah, right, cool. what's your perspective on it and how do you feel in terms of especially as we said earlier on the intimidation in the gym and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. um and sort of the, the anxiety that comes with it in the judgment yeah um i think in terms of we need to realize that everyone starts at the same point everyone's a beginner yeah everyone doesn't know everything you know uh, even if they're doing something wrong or what you perceive as wrong doesn't give you the right to go up to that person and say you're doing it wrong you know it it looks bad or whatever you're not doing it right because then that person could be like oh and it knocks their confidence yeah so i don't go up to anyone or i wouldn't go up to anyone unless they asked or unless it's dangerous to them so if they're on bench and they're about to fail and they're out of joint and something's gonna snap i will yeah i will jump, jump in there yeah 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 yeah. but if if they're out of joint and stuff like that i'm not gonna say anything no. because it's not my place to say no you know they're coming in to train you know you don't know what their day has been like and you don't know what their purpose of the gym is yeah. some people just come in to just do a bit of exercise feel a little bit better and walk out you know, they're not coming in to do a full Chris Bunstead style exercise yeah. workout and then come out barely walking because you've just done a brutal leg day. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone likes that. They just do it for their own mental health. Well, like, yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to jump in there. You absolutely hit the 
hit the friggin' nail on the head there, like, because that, that was me earlier in the year. Like, I only, like, when I was going to the gym back in, like, I would say, kind of July, August time, mm-hmm. I was not bothered at all what I was doing, what form I was doing, what weight I was doing. The specific goal of getting in the gym was just to get me out the house, to get me into a routine, mm-hmm. so that and I knew that I could kind of keep on going for the day. And it's just, it's so true, isn't it? You don't yeah. know what, you don't know why people are there, and you don't know. What, as you say, what kind of day they've had or anything. And the last thing people want is anybody coming up to It's the judgment. Yeah, it's going, the fuck are you doing that for? Yeah. Yeah, it's not nice. Not yeah. nice. It's a very good point. Yeah, very good point. no, definitely. Um, In terms of sort of the comparisons of like between the men as well. Yeah. Like with the weights, we've got to say about the hormone hormonal aspect as well. 100%. In terms of the testosterone levels and stuff like that, realistically... A woman is not going to bench the same as a 16-year-old woman isn't mm-hmm. going to bench the same as a 16-year-old, 16-year-old no. man, no, no. right? So I've seen someone come in and bench 65 kilograms straight off the bat, right? And that was a male. Mm-hmm. I've been training for several years and my PR is 62.5. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to immediately go, oh, well, I should quit now because they've just immediately done the bench. The bench, and that's you know, that. Because there's so many variables in that. There's their weight, there's their height, there's the testosterone levels yep, as well. 100%. Uh, what you've eaten that day as mm-hmm. well, if you've eaten at all, yeah. or if you've eaten certain things as well um, in terms of like when you go to the gym, it needs to be full of carbs. So then you've got the energy oh, for it. As you just said what you eat for your hormones mm-hmm. is again it's a, it's a massive variable again sorry i just interrupted on you yeah. sorry no it's just um just in general so i think the the comparison part um i'm constantly told this little phrase that comparison's the thief of joy so that's something that yeah. i have to keep going over over and over in my head because as soon as i pull myself up and say oh that that person's legs look way better than mine mm-hmm. and it's like okay right you're thinking this but what can you realistically do about it yeah you know like you can either think about it and get insecure about it yep. or you can just go with what look at back at what you've done mm-hmm. your achievements and you will see a progress automatically in it yeah regardless of whether it's physical or or actually mental mental yeah you know because even if someone looks the same between a month, they could have improved their form. They, yeah. they could have went up in weight. You know, like there's so many things that could have changed yeah, in yeah, that yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not going to turn into a completely different person overnight. Mm. And that's something that I had to actually say to myself consistently. Whereas like this is going to take time. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a pattern of it rather than a complete transformation and i think that comes from these type of videos where it's like get abs in seven days or stuff like that it's it's unrealistic to think that you're gonna get abs and i was that person i was that person to think i'm gonna get abs at the end of this seven days oh yeah but it's like you know even if you do the seven days and you feel great afterwards it's like well okay shall we continue then if you want to continue then great then you'll build the muscle yeah of the abs because you're doing the ab exercise mm-hmm.
But in order to actually show them abs, yeah. then the body fat over the abs needs to lessen, essentially. 100%. And another thing as well with women and stomach fat, mm-hmm. I have a lot of women that have came up to me specifically and said, I cannot get rid of this lower bit of the stomach, mm-hmm. right? And if you look at the female anatomy, there's naturally a bit of fat. Yeah. It is body fat. Yeah. Over your reproductive organs. Mm-hmm. And that's because we were essentially made for carrying a baby. Yeah. yeah. So naturally, we're going to have that part there. And there is some women that genetically have flatter stomachs. Mm-hmm. That's genetics. You know, uh, even me in prep, I still had that. Yeah. You know, no matter how lean you get, unless you get to like five, six percent IFBB. That's a little bit different because you're so lean that there's not actually a lot of fat on you, regardless, anyway. But in terms of the average woman going to the gym, they're going to have that lower bit of stomach fat because it's natural. Mm -hmm. And some people are going to have more prominent abs. Some people are going to have less prominent abs. You know, I've seen a lot of female competitors not actually have a lot of abs there. Like, they're not... Like I I don't know what you mean. Yeah, they're not actually, like, protruding out, say. Like, they're not actually... Oh, the eight-pack. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that. No. As long as you're happy with yourself, yeah. then that's all that really that, matters. 100%. So. And that's such a hard thing to grasp and like learn mm-hmm. and kind of keep a hold on. Yeah. And again, that must, I, I, I'm not one to face this, this interview completely, obviously on the female thing, but it must be that much harder mm-hmm. in a very dysmorphic world. Mm-hmm. World? Yeah. Would that be the way to say that? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's very sort of, um, prominent that women tend to compare to to idols essentially um in terms of people that they would like to be but they're not taking into consideration their genetics and what's actually natural that's not natural for to be that lean because of a lot a lot of women that are that lean don't have periods yeah well yeah they don't have an actual night natural cycle Cycle. it it all goes because your body's in survival mode it's essentially going hold up wait a minute what are you doing this isn't this isn't natural we need to get you up to a certain weight so we can actually get you going well yeah i don't like this is a total swing of the change but i don't know if you've listened to the the podcast but obviously when i was struggling earlier in the year Mm -hmm. like sex libido and ed was a massive factor yeah. Because I'd gone to the so I think I'd gone like four days without eating. Mm-hmm. And then, as you say, survival mode kicks in. And the last thing, it was weird for my mind because my mind almost wanted to think that way. Yeah. But then it was like, nope. yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. So it really is, it must be quite extreme at that level. Yeah. I think um, in terms of relationships as well, yeah. you, you just said it yourself there uh, with prep and around anything that sort of you're going to get a little bit leaner and you're going to get to the point where it starts affecting your social life. Yeah. I think a lot of people, uh, I've had to have this conversation with people that want to compete or want to get to that lean. Yeah. It's like what I wanted 
to know at the start and compared to what I know now it's completely different like I yeah the things that I've learned it's like I feel naive compared to how I am now yeah. essentially yeah yeah, yeah 100%. Um, the I, the preparation for it is so much more yeah. than what you think but do you think not think that you're saying you feel like you could look back and become quite naive mm-hmm. do you think that's because I think like just personally I think like going to the gym is that's a life lesson you get out of the gym anyway mm-hmm. because you are better in yourself and there's that constant you versus you yeah also you versus them mm-hmm. also you versus environment because it's uh it's a totally unnatural environment to be putting yourself in that obviously quite people find it quite hard to get into the gyms and whatnot yeah and um yeah sorry i was just, <laughs> I was just leading off there yeah, a little no, again. Yeah. um well like should you have done more research yeah no definitely <laughs> um i think i did do quite a lot of research into the uh the posing side of it okay yeah so the posing side is really really important it's i would say it's almost as important as your entire prep mm-hmm. in terms of the diet in terms of your training um because say for instance you work six seven months on a physique and you get so lean and then the posing doesn't show how lean you are yeah. or you make your waist look a little bit blockier or you don't look as wide in the lats say for men's physique yeah just in in terms of that like if you don't pose as well as you could have there could be someone that's a little bit lesser less leaner than you yeah but could put the twist in their physique to make them look leaner than they actually are wow, yeah, so right. then the comparisons between you and them even though you technically are leaner in body fat percentage they look a lot better than you because of the way that they're standing um so i think in experience I th- there there does need to be a lot of preparation in it yeah. like prep for prep Pre- essentially yeah. fail to prepare prepare to fail absolutely yeah yeah. um so in terms of like bikini in general if someone's wanting to get into bikini competitions and stuff like that they need to realize that it's gonna one be very very expensive yeah like if you're not willing to spend money yeah yeah yeah. bikini competitions are probably not your thing right okay um realistically you're gonna have to travel yeah for quite a lot in general mm-hmm. for the competition itself if you want imposing sessions stuff like that yeah there's your bikini there's your heels there's potential jewelry involved as well because yeah. you can wear jewelry to sort of show off certain aspects yeah. uh your hair your makeup your tan tan must be quite expensive i think it was around about 60 well, yeah for yeah yeah say, but the thing is I would rather pay that 60 than go for a fake tan yeah. that you apply yourself and it's patchy, it's not the right shade because these people are professionals. Yeah. They know how you're going to look on stage. The stage lighting as well, it whitens you out so much that if you don't get dark enough, yeah. Um it won't show the striations or the muscle the way that you want it to. Yeah. So they do like an actual spray where you stand in the thing and they spray you so the day before your comp you get sprayed like pre-spray yeah and then on the morning 
you get another second wow. layer of tan. So, so you're dark. Everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. So for bikini, uh, obviously it's up to you. But because you're wearing something that's so fitted, yeah. you have to not have any sort of marks or anything. Yeah. Uh, because you're also judged on your tan. Yeah, of course, yeah. So there's the the muscularity part of it, there's the posing part of it, and there's your presentation part of it yeah, as wow. well. Okay. That's why I'm saying there's so much more to just the prep. Yeah. Because the competition in itself is another sort of ball game. Yeah. yeah. It's another league in itself. Um, trying not to get stressed, trying not to walk too much on on stage day as well. Yeah. Because if you do um, there's certain individuals with salt as well, lack of salt. You start shaking to the point where you won't actually be able to perform to your best. Really? Yeah, because oh, wow. you're... Sorry, I'm just... The, I'm really learning yeah, this. The lack it? of carbs that you have, you don't have anything to actually keep you full and keep you and actually... Going. Yeah, yeah, keep you going. So you're essentially just running on empty. Empty. So when you go on stage it's more difficult than like if you see someone posing trust me like there's been months of work going into this and even then it hurts yeah. like the sort of positions that you have to be in yeah, yeah like... it's not natural it's uncomfortable you have to stay in it you have to tense everything mm -hmm. you have to brace your core as well yeah and especially with women they're in heels so oh. it's a lot more difficult <laughs> oh, wow than just posing it, yeah. it's exhausting like you when i got off stage like the tan was actually melting off me really yeah because the stage lighting and because it's so hot on the stage yeah 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 that you need to try and cool yourself down a little bit because mm -hmm. if you don't and then you have your comparisons afterwards because you have your individual routine and then comparisons yeah so if you are having your tan and like it melts off to the point where there's like streaks of sweat and stuff like that. Sometimes it can actually yeah. not show your physique to the best yeah, level. Well, could it be a little bit darker than the actual light and that's kind of there, wouldn't or yeah. vice versa? Yeah. But yeah. No so it, yeah. Basically, if you try and wipe it off and stuff like that, you're going to be white yeah. under <laughs> yeah, like yeah, on yeah. certain points on and certain then points, yeah. not so much. One of the things that I did wrong on the day was when I went for my makeup they had leather chairs yeah right this is why in prep in competitions in anything in general prepare for everything regardless yeah. of whether you think it's going to happen or not because i sat on the chair and i was in the chair doing getting my makeup done for about 40 minutes i stood up and because it was warm in there mm -hmm. and like when you you know when you sit on a leather chair oh, no. you stick yeah 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 i used to have leather sofas yeah <laughs> So when when you stick to the chair, and especially because the night before, you're not supposed to get any water on you, you're not supposed to sweat, because if you do, it'll come off. Yeah. You're not supposed to shower. My God, this sounds so hard. You're not supposed to wash your hands. So Dang, yeah. in terms of like, obviously when you went to the toilet, you'd, I'd, I'd use sanitizer on the palms, yeah. but you wouldn't be able to get it on the top of your hands because That's then it would mad. rub off. Yeah. So basically my experience in the hotel room the hotel room has a white bed so i couldn't sleep in it 
for the first two nights because I was there over the weekend. Yeah. The show was on the Sunday. So I was on the floor in his sleeping bag. So I wouldn't get hot. I wouldn't rub it off. And it wouldn't go on anything white. So hell. Yeah. So <laughs> when I went on that chair, I'd done everything to prepare for my tan to look good. I was like, right, I've not sweated. I've not rubbed anything off all as well. I stand up. <laughs> I stand up and you can see the lines on the back of my legs. Like the tan stripped Ooh, off. It just I just came off. Yeah. yeah. And the tan was on the actual chair itself. Seriously. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to account for that and they were like, Yeah, the tans come off the back of your legs. It didn't fully come off. Yeah. But like if you've ever like self-tanned before, like there's a first layer mm-hmm. where if you wipe it off, it comes off quite dark. But then there's a second layer where it won't come off as easily. Right, okay. It was the first layer that came off, which was the darkest layer, yeah. which is the layer that I needed, needed ideally. Yeah. So then I had to get resprayed, but it didn't look as dark right. because the other bit had already sunk in. So then there was a little bit of a mismatch on the back of my legs, and you can actually see it in the back of my photo, in the photos of my back shot, you can tell where I'd sat, where, where you'd sat on the chair, and where it stripped off because the back of my legs, my hamstrings look lighter than the rest of my body does. That's incredible. So yeah, in terms of prep, in terms of any sort of competition in yeah. general, it needs to be like you need to prepare for everything. Wow. So realistically, I should have had something there, like I had a robe, so I didn't have to put anything hot on. Yeah. So I should have put that on to then prevent the rubbing of that. Like, if anything, it would have rubbed off a little bit on my robe, but that didn't Not, matter. Yeah. Um, but in terms of that, in general, just thinking about everything, because then there's your hair as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, your hair is a massive part of it. Quite a lot of women like to to flick it yeah. because it's like a flaunty thing it's a flirty thing yeah it's a sign of competence and confidence yeah so a lot of women have it down some people have it up mm-hmm. it really depends on yeah, yeah, yeah how you're feeling and how you want to look on stage um but yeah there there's so much more to a competition like i had to have everything wrote down of what i needed because there's also the membership and your show um you have to sign up to the actual show itself. So you have a membership for the company, Mm -hmm. which is WMBF, which allows you to partake in the competitions. But then you have to sign up to the competition individually because they have different competitions in different months. So then that's an extra expense. And then when you factor in, you have to get a hotel, your food. I was going to say, yeah, food Food is expensive. Yeah. Like, especially stuff that needs to be high protein. So chicken, eggs, stuff like that. It's so, so expensive. Yeah. So once you get to the point of calculating all of that, it it just, there's so much that you need to be like, right, I need to get on top of this, on top of this. Especially if you want to pose and coach as well. Mm-hmm. Posing coaches are expensive. Yeah. Like fifty-five to seventy pound per hour. What? Yeah. Oh, seventy quid an hour. Yeah. Depending on who you go with. Wow. Um, and obviously the more experienced, the better. 
So if you go for a more experienced one, you could potentially be paying even more depending on what level you're on. Yeah. So I was quoted around about 65 per hour. Yeah. And I was like, no. I can't do that. So no. what I did was I just searched on YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. and I took references from so the you're, live streams. And you're self-taught, you say? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't even know that. I was about to tell you the end of that story with how you went up and found your own little coach. Yeah, no. Um, the, the only coach that I had was Shane. So in terms of nutrition, in terms of prep, in terms of posing, in terms of training in general, because yeah. your coach generally tells yeah. you how to train, all of that was Shane. Yeah, which... Every single bit of it. Is surround yourself with good people 100%. and good things will happen. Mm-hmm. There's something that I would say about Shane anyway, because he's, he's a brilliant, smart, like I've said on here, he's, he's smart, mm-hmm. smart, smart man, yeah. with just good energy. Yeah. Surround, ha- sur- sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Surrounding yourself with people that also will understand and yeah. be a little bit more sympathetic towards yeah. you. Like, yes, you've chosen to do it, so it's kind of like there's a difference between being a little bit more aware of the situation and like yeah i know what you mean yeah so just surrounding yourself with people that are actually willing to support you through it because it's it's going to get to the point where sometimes you're going to question yourself sometimes you're going to be low you know especially if you want to go go out socially as well yeah like going out socially the drinking aspect are you a drinker at all? Or are you? No, no I, I, mean, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't no. do anything like that. No, so, um, in terms of the so- social aspect, it wasn't as bad because a lot of things that I like to do are outdoors anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't really as bad because mm-hmm. then all I needed to do was factor in my meals throughout the day, just prep them in a in a little tub and take them with me. Yeah. Um, but in terms of anyone that's got a massive social life, like really busy on the weekends, heavy drinker sort of thing. It needs to be accounted for that, you know, things are gonna change, especially in relationships as well. Yeah. There's gonna be times where you you're gonna irrationally think and yep. you're gonna get annoyed at simple little things. Yeah. Um, especially your your nose as well, like your sense of smell could sm- detect any sort of food within like miles seriously yeah. well I've had, it's very but just totally off topic uh-huh. a really weird little research thing that i was doing with sharks and olfactory bulbs and things is it oh it was, it, that was pretty much it <laughs> i won't go into that so think, think right. how aligning humans are as well we, there's a massive misconception about humans of how good our sense of smell is Okay. And then it was kind of going on that. Sorry. So I'm just obviously in a calorie deficit. Uh-huh. It must be yeah. super duper duper duper. Yeah. Like I can smell like, I know if Sass is making, oh, something, something that Sass makes really well, like a nice pan of tomato soup. Mm-hmm. Like I'll smell that from outside mm-hmm. before I even came in the house. Yeah. Is that like kind yeah. of where you're going it's, to just like dumb? Yeah. Almost like a food radar. You can tell yeah. when people are cooking and stuff like that. And it really depends on how how set you are on yeah. prep and your food and stuff like that. Because there's times that I've really, really struggled with the smell of food. Like in my work, there's consistently takeaways at the weekends, stuff like that. 
yeah. and there's constantly treats there's chocolate there's cake everywhere yeah. like you cannot escape it and at some points um i really struggled with like looking at it and sometimes in your mind you start convincing yourself that one would be okay mm-hmm. or if two would be okay you know it'd be like oh it wouldn't be the end of the world i can just work it off you know but when you start getting into that mindset and justifying one in prep you're just gonna dig yourself a hole yeah Uh, once you taste one you're gonna want more you can't make mistakes in prep Mm -hmm. essentially kind of you well or you can make mistakes but they're hard to to rectify as you said if you you have to be immediate with them yeah no Um, definitely and just on that, uh, just one of the questions that the taxi sent to me across this, you were kind of on the boat. How is your relationship with food kind of specifically now? Um, coming out of prep and kind of getting back in and then kind of thinking back into prep. Is there kind of foods now that you think, I just couldn't go near that now? Are you sickened yourself of anything? or? Um, I mean, I can control myself a lot more mm-hmm. than I did literally just coming out of prep. Like, yeah. just coming out of prep, it was the case of, I would willingly eat anything, you know, like yeah. doesn't matter whether it was sweet or savory. Like if I'm hungry, I would eat it sort of thing. Um, my relationship with food prior to that, I wasn't really very consistent with my meals. Mm-hmm. I wasn't consistent at all in terms of calories, in terms yeah. of protein, um, in terms of, as I've said before, my maintenance calories Yeah, really weren't a lot mm-hmm. for the start of prep. For a th- for a six month prep, fifteen hundred calories is nothing. Nothing. Considering yeah. once you get yeah, six months. Yeah. Yeah, that's once you get down to the final last month and you need to start making like decisions where yeah. it's like, right, we need to lower the calories a bit more or put yeah. a little bit more cardio in. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of which one it is more, it was cardio for me. So I was in a cardio um calorie deficit. So it was kind of, I was on maintenance calories, but mm-hmm. I was using the cardio to then technically go into a deficit. Yeah. But later on in prep, I had to start playing with my calories and saying, right, I have to cut this bit out. I have to cut that bit out. It's not necessary. At the end, well, I would say about halfway through, it was literally only protein, essentially. Wow, yeah. So by the end of it, I was literally eating, well, a couple of days beforehand, there was sausages and there was like white fish. And that was pretty much all I was eating for three meals a day and protein shake as well. So it was literally just protein dominated. Well, that's like I said before, I know that I I don't want to say that I know that I couldn't because you should never say that you can't do anything. But Mm -hmm. I, I struggle with like my gag reflex with chicken specifically. Yeah. And like I can, I, I love chicken. Mm-hmm. I can eat chicken just about with anything, yeah. but I just can't have it every day. I yeah. like it's a once a weeker for me. Mm-hmm. And then obviously you kind of start streamlining your other source of. Pro- I take it red meat was just a no no. No, it's red meats really quite high in fat tends to be quite high in fat so a lot of it was like leaner meats at the start i was eating quite a lot of like salmon but that's quite high in fat so (laughs) at the like when i started getting further into prep it started Mm -hmm. being more white fish more leaner fish that had less fat in them and sausages and stuff that was just mainly 
just really quite lean. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Like when you actually look at it for the entire perspective of mm -hmm. of what actually it takes to, to get there. I am very excited to see uh, a the couple uh, of the people that said that they're going to compete. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is quite a few there. Um, I'm excited to to see them go through their prep and um, I'm not going to mention specific names. They yeah. know who they are, yeah. but uh, you know, at the end of the day. Like even if you weren't to place, do it for the experience. Even yeah. if you, there's some individuals that might not be ready yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you really want to compete, like for anyone, I know a couple friends that say I want to compete, but I'm not ready yet. And it's like, I was like, right, okay, when do you want to compete? And it was like next year. I was like, well, why not? Mm -hmm. Go for it. Yeah. Because even if you want to place well, at least you've got the experience of it now. Yeah. The experience of how shows run and how the judges are and how you should be on stage, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And you can see how the other girls do it or the other guys do it as well. Mm -hmm. um, and you, should, you can just get the over, overall experience of a show. Of a show. Because just the just the feeling of it overall like shows in general that's what caught me in the first place was when yeah. i went to shane's competition it felt addicting on my part as well mm -hmm. like even though i was in the audience i wasn't partaking in anything i was so emotionally invested mm -hmm. in everyone's routines mm -hmm. like i was so curious as to what they were doing you know what music they chose and it was so fascinating to see their end result and yeah at at another point afterwards, like a couple of weeks afterwards, I actually started like searching them up on social media to see what their progress was, was like after. Yeah. yeah. So I was really curious to see what they actually started with mm -hmm. and then what they ended with. Yeah. And they were completely different people. It mm -hmm. was so mad to see that yeah. the end result that I had seen just as a first beginner sort of not knowing anything about prep not knowing anything about bodybuilding yeah to then seeing what they'd done and seeing the girls up on stage it just really inspired me to actually oh, like, i actually want to do this yeah you it found was really niche. cool yeah yeah absolutely found your niche because you're gonna be fucking amazing at it thank you <laughs> you really are you're like a different I can't quite figure out how strong your mentality is. That's something that's kind of blown me away by this episode, if anything, is just like fortitude. Yeah. It's the kind of what's I, coming into my head. I think um, the more I go on and the more I experience, the, the more headstrong I get yeah, in terms of if I want to do something, I'll do it at least once. Yeah. If I don't like it, that's fine. But I really wanted to do skydive and I really wanted to do bungee jump mm -hmm. and I really wanted to do shark dive. And I was like, I could never do that. And I was like, well, how do you know you can do it if you didn't at least try? Yeah. So then that's what obviously happened. And I'm glad that I did it. I'm not going to lie. I'm sort of like even now thinking about a bungee jump. It it puts me in shakes. I don't think I could. You I, never know, though. I don't know if I get, I'm the same. It makes my stomach not. Yeah. Like. <laughs> but once once you do it once, it's like, wow. I think, I do think I'd be the same as you, though. Like, in the thing, it's just like, if somebody can then give me, like, a fiver, there's a fiver yeah. charity, like, 
you dickhead. <laughs> You've got me now. I'm, I'm going to start sponsoring you for stuff just so you can't get out of it now. Right. There's a great <laughs> charity for something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you're out of it. <laughs> shark dive. You scared of sharks? It's, it's not fine the, to be scared of sharks. It's not the sharks that scare me. Although, yes, when we're in their domain and in salt water, then, you know, you don't really have a chance. Have, but... you, seen a, have you seen a shark before? Like, not being patronized. And like, have you swam with a shark or anything? Yeah. yeah. So I went up to, I think it's Deep Sea World up in, in near tank. Edinburgh. Yeah. It's brilliant. And I did the tank one. It wasn't the issue of the sharks. It was more the issue of the water. Yeah. For me, hate water. Yeah. Absolutely hate it. The ocean. Yeah. I hate it, even though I got in it last weekend. I cannot stand the thought of not seeing what's under the water. That's mental. It, it terrifies me to the point where there could be anything underneath. And yeah. you, you technically don't know that. But then you have to sort of think, right, what are the odds of that? Think about it logically. logically. But my head is like, no, I don't want to do that. But... That's mad that, obviously, as you say, you come off the back of last week that you went out and I did not know that about you, that you went and got that and you're actually yeah. fucking out brave. Yeah. Wow, well done. Yeah, Thank like, you. I don't know if it would freak you out just with the shark aspect. It's when I did my, my whale shark swim last year. Right. We, were, we were 21 miles offshore. So, like, we were told when, like, when you jump into the water, mm. um, whatever you do, just you just have to look, like, straight. What you, whatever you do, you can't like look about because right. everything is just blue. There's right. no definition because it's that deep. Yeah. And I was like, I'm fine with the water, but SAS, that's the one thing that really got SAS going in it was you're 21 miles out at sea, there's a 30 foot shark, mm-hmm. bigger things are below you. Mm-hmm. And that's a horrible thought. <laughs> it's yeah. terrifying. No, absolutely. Because we forget as well as humans, we're like, we're, we're, we're amazing. Yeah. But you put us up against nature for and a tiny perspective just, just in perspective for absolutely nothing yeah um was there anything that you'd like to add in tonight's episodes um i think in terms of future aspirations is only really the thing that i have here and how i feel at sparta as well um i was going to mention that um sparta as a gym has yes that's where i was going <laughs> has grown so much since i first joined yeah like it was mainly male dominated when I first joined, but that was because the specific time that I was in, yeah, you know, you can't you can't put an opinion no. overall on the entire day of saying, oh, there was no one in yeah. when I was only in for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. So usually in my time slot, it was mainly men. Yeah. So that's why I sort of, I'm not as intimidated by the people that are in Sparta now, regardless of whether they're of an older membership or uh, if they've just come in yeah. brand new. Um, but yeah, I think Sparta in general, just the support that you get you, now. Yeah. Do you not think you're like I, I don't know uh, the one thing that i think about sparta is it makes me respect people mm-hmm. that's one thing that i come away with is that i always think that you learn a little bit of respect and that's credit to alan i think specifically for the way that he's just developed the gym and the mentality and the approach and as you say the support that you get for i mean support yeah. that i've had personally it's been unbelievable yeah and obviously for yourself you yeah the support during prep was mad when everyone started realizing you know, this person's actually going to go through with it. Yeah. And they started seeing changes. I had a lot more P 
people approaching me saying, you know, how you're feeling, yeah. you know, how's training going, how's your diet, how are you feeling towards the competition sort of mm-hmm. thing. And it was pretty much every single day that that was happening where someone was coming up and asking, asking me. And it feels really nice to actually know that people are taking notice and not in a non- not in a judgmental way either. Yeah. It's actually through genuine care. There's a lot of people there that, you know, I have massive respect for and I've seen them through the months, whether they notice it or not, whether they think that I have or not. Yeah. There's a lot of people there that it's like this person trains, they train really well, they're here really consistently. Mm-hmm. And even if, even when they aren't, when they come back after a while, yeah, they're on it. Yeah. You know, the, the people in the gym are, you know, it. Well, yeah, they're, they're lovely. Yeah. Well, like, I've, I've spoken to Cook Length, and obviously I've trained for, no, I've trained for Shane. I might have done the session, I honestly can't remember. But uh, obviously, like, I know you guys. Mm-hmm. And, like, but I, and I'll be totally honest here, and this is just kind of an off the record thing. Mm-hmm. I would generally say, and in fact, you know, I am going to state this indefinitely, I've had far more support over the last year from people in the gym. People that, are, like I say, Jordan, who have not necessarily know that much of Keith, and especially mm-hmm. Shane as well. The messages, the support, the chats, and everything is far more than my, I'm air quoting again here, friends. Yeah. And the people that know you in your life don't know specifically. I feel like in the gym, you give off a sort of, I don't want to say like an aura or whatever, but like you give off an energy an about energy, you yeah. where you can tell if someone's feeling off that day. 100%. And that's why sort of when I come into the gym, I try and be as lighthearted as physically mm-hmm. possible when in reality, most of the time, I'm either in pain due to migraines or just not feeling it. Yeah. But in terms of the, the people in general, you know, because I see like whenever I see them smiling and, you know, like the the support that I get, like I really hope that more and more people approach me and sort of if they need advice, if they need help, you know, if they just want a chat because it's the only chat that they've had for the day, yeah. I'm happy to do that. And I really hope that from this podcast, That's, people realize, you yeah. know, that I'm, I, I like being approached in the, in the way of, you know, I feel like people can approach me yeah. and they're happy to do so and they feel comfortable around me. Yeah. I don't want to be that person where they look at me and say, you know, oh, she's a bikini competitor. She knows her shit. Yeah. You know, and be intimidated by me. I don't want that whatsoever. I, yeah. Um, just because I've competed doesn't mean that I'm which is so, any less of a person. Which is such a good point to make because mm-hmm. when I first started the gym, no way would I go up and speak to Dan Cow and Alan mm-hmm. because they're the big guys. Yeah. And it's such a good point. That's yeah. such 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 a good point to make. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that everyone deserves to to feel a part of the team regardless of how long they've been going and how good their progress is regardless of how much weight you push you're still part of sparta and sparta is still your gym well that's and that's the one thing that alan's done specifically well is it's like there's no way and when i say this it's not a disservice to terry or any of the guys at the sweatshop but there's no way on earth that i would go in and publicly squat 40 kilos in that gym Mm-hmm. because you know 
the guy on the other side of the gym's got 140 on there and it's just yeah. it's, it's, it's defeating that aspect but I think the culture has changed in, in what yeah. Alan's done like 100% I've walked around the gym modeling them one kilogram dumbbells before and they do look funny <laughs> walking around with one kilogram dumbbells, but you know, just own it. You yeah. know, one kilogram is still a kilogram. Strut your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it still becomes heavy after you do twenty yeah, reps of them, exactly. regardless of how much weight you have on. Well, I really, I, honestly, I really do hope that, as you say, people listening to this will have a different dynamic because this is. Yeah, I do not think I'm going to get a better podcast than this in a while. Like, honestly, this has been. In fact, I've still got your quick fire questions to do too. Go for but, it. Yeah. Right. Well, actually, do you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna angle this in a slightly different way. I'm not even gonna look. Okay. These, these are gonna be because I've actually the questions that were sent to me I've interpreted through the podcast. Right. Okay. So um, yeah. and I'll time uh, what I'll do is um, just tell anybody listening uh, the people that said and oh, what I'll do is I'll just time stamp them. So they just say we haven't named people, but they'll know we're, we're relative. They've been answered. Okay. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Over meal. Oh. I do like pizza. Specifically? Come on, you can't just say pizza. I, I do like a chicken pizza, I'm not going to lie. Just purely oh. for the protein of it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. But fair yeah, enough. I'm quite basic. In Have you tried my proteins? The, my proteins? Yes. Have you I tried like the spicy that. chicken? Yes. That's really good. Yeah. It's I know the proteins in the base. It's just the base that I struggle with. <laughs> yeah. Just because the top's so nice. like It tastes so good. It's just the texture. I mean, it's a uh, thingy. Yeah. yeah. A big pizza bar. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love, I pizza. love pizza. I, I'm actually making my own pizza tonight. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Oh, I was saying, okay, that was an easy one. Do you believe? Uh, do you believe in Bigfoot? Not Bigfoot specifically. There could be some animal out there that could be, you know, that could look like something like that. Yeah. It's kind of like the Loch Ness monster sort yeah. of thing. Like you don't know what people have perceived as that sort of monster there's so many things out there that could be mistaken yeah for well, well huge it's interesting it's interesting because this is why i've asked this question second up because okay. before we were doing this we actually had a brilliant chat mm-hmm. i don't even know if I, I wish i was recording the time on conspiracy theories mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why i've stuck that in because okay. uh, as you say people look at me and I'm, yeah okay I, bl- I do believe in bigfoot but not just Bigfoot, it's like tiny little big feet yeah. that are far more believable. Yeah. It's, 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 it's my approach to yeah, 100%. rather than 12 foot giant up in the Rockies or whatnot. It's... Well, you never know. If there's Bigfoot out there, I, I hope to meet him one day. <laughs> I'm, I'm finding him. Didn't worry, didn't worry, didn't worry. Uh, favorite band? Oh, um, I've been getting into. Oh, what's their name? Now I've forgotten about them. Uh, there's so many bands that there's like my music's quite so are you are you quite, like a range in music or yes. yeah it's so much i don't have a specific a specific like type yeah but like my it goes from like acdc yes. to like taylor swift to eminem to nf to like i would have a favorite artist which is nf i don't have okay. a favorite band although okay. bring me the horizon i'm really into them just now it's funny you say that yeah i'm really into sort of that yeah. sort of type of music just do you like, now do you like muse what's that <laughs> that's oh, no. a band that's my favorite band of all oh. time. 
No, I have not heard. I've probably heard of this song. Oh, you definitely would have heard of one of yeah. their songs. I just funny the way that you had answered that. What's that? that? I'm I, such I, a that, I honestly, thing to no, say. I'm going to get, <laughs> I'm going to get ripped senses for it because nobody else likes music. <laughs> I probably have heard them. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I'm Time really is running bad out. With Time is running out. Plug and baby. Ah, you definitely heard them. I'll play you something yeah. after we're done recording. Okay. <laughs> and then you'll know. Uh, Favourite season of the year? I do like summer, but I do like autumn as well because I quite like the the way that the colours change, but I don't like the weather that's yeah. associated with it. So it really depends. Favorite compound, lift. Mm. The I like them all. I do like a good deadlift though. Yeah, by far my favorite. Yeah. What's your least favorite of the three? Anyway, if we're just talking about the big three. Squat. Yeah. Actually, no, I prefer the squat over my bench press. I hate benching. Do you like benching? I quite like benching now, yeah. I used to hate it. I used to be like leg day only. I don't yeah. like anything else. But now it's like switched where my favorites are back, chest and shoulders. Well, I like a back day. Yeah. Like the, the one thing, honestly, I'm raging. This, how stupid does this sound? Mm -hmm. Right. I've not let it benched 100 kilo uh, this year. Right. And a week and a half ago, I benched it. Right. Two reps, a bit spotter, one rep clean, one two second rep up, mm -hmm. and I'm not even bothered about it. Okay. Like, no, like I'm so disheartened. Like I, the fact that I'm not bothered about it. Well, it's just like at that. least you know you can do it. Well, now. yeah, but because every time I went back, I, I can't. As we said before, like I can't get over ninety. Mm -hmm. And like uh, it's just like yeah. As you say, you, you hate yourself, you're stronger, you're stronger. Anyway, this is your podcast. Yeah. I'm speaking yeah. by myself so much. It's so true though, because like when you when you want to get to a certain weight, like 100 yeah. kilograms, right? And you start doing 90 over and over and over and over again, and you start prioritizing on, right, I can get this amount on 90. Yeah. And once you, get, once you get to that point, then it'll be like, actually, it might be possible for 100 now because you've done so much of 90 over a certain period of time. And as I said about form as well, once you start improving that form, 100% you'll get that 100. Yeah. Biggest inspiration. In terms of like an idol or? Yeah, go for an idol. If, if, I know you said before that you don't really like, like you didn't like just like picking one out per se, mm -hmm. but if there was like a kind of level that you thought you would want to push yourself to be. Hmm. In terms of bodybuilding, there's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, there's the new Miss Olympia, um, Chris Bumstead as well. Yeah. See, Bum. No, he's this. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Bumstead is someone to be just in awe of because i just the way he the work ethic and the I way think, he's just i think that's just the way he handles himself in general in life like it's just he just his approach to life is just so that it starts like when the work starts it's like bang, 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 bang. his physique is phenomenal and yeah. regardless of whether we talk about natty on or, or unnatty yeah. regardless of what you are yeah. or what you take you still have to put in the work. That's the thing. Regardless, the thing. You, you know, do not get anything for free. You can you can work your ass off and be an unnatural athlete, yeah. and someone can work just as hard and look better than you. Natural. Well, that was it. That's like my. I don't know if you listened to it. That was my anger. Obviously, we're we're using we're using different compounds and a and a blah blah blah. blah. 
Oh, fucking hell. Steroids? Yeah. I, I just couldn't remember, figure out it was like steroids, pets or andro- uh, enhancers. Yeah. Um, was that it felt, looking at now that you do everybody else such a disservice, potentially giving them a bad name. Mm-hmm. Like, like I like you look at me now, there would be no way that I should be touching anything. Mm-hmm. And because, like, you know, sebum and that, yes, okay, they might well, they might well not, but it'll be at a level that is only mm-hmm. designed to them. It's not like these super fucking three grams of mastodon or anything like that, you know? I think my opinion on it, you know, like, you can take what you want, just yeah. be safe with it because it's quite terrifying with steroids. Yeah. But also, I feel like you should push your potential first. Yeah. Before thinking about enhancements because some people have amazing genetics and i know personally some people that are taking steroids right now that i look at them and i say you know you could have pushed this further natural Mm -hmm. just really be careful with what you're doing because the doses that they took yeah weren't weren't great at all they just sort of went all or nothing sort of thing and took it and you know you should really build on that sort of thing you should start really small and then go that's yeah it's so dangerous like i said before like you know you start start talking about blood work and you start pushing it yeah like i've said before but what is this the lgd that was running was i knew quite early on that i was making uh, what i was doing was was not going to end badly mm-hmm. and it's just stupidly pushed on anyway and i've been lucky but sometimes people don't get that lucky yeah it just never recovers and you know it's scary it's a very important message there yeah i think that's why um i'm always going to be natural there's yeah. not going to be a time nope. there's only i've been asked this question several times i would, I would never uh, have asked you um I, I just want to put that out yeah. there. I've, I've, I'm honest about it. I would take them if there was an opportunity to progress in the fitness mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Like, say, for instance, if Gymshark reached out to me yeah. and said, look, I think your physique is great. However, I want you to build more. I want you to take yeah. this sort of enhancement. Depends on what it is. Yeah. Because if it's a hardcore one, then no, I'd just go away for 10 years and build on my physique and yeah. then come back and be like, am I good enough yet? Um, but in terms of like steroids in general, in terms of the bikini world as well, yeah. Um, that's why we need to be careful of what competitions we pick. That's mm-hmm. why I picked WMBF specifically because it's drug tested. Right, okay. Yeah, Quite okay, a cool. lot of the competitions that are in the UK are untested really okay yeah so uh there's only specific ones that do actual testing mm-hmm. so um they do urine testing and they do a lie detector test as well um yeah. just in case just in case yeah obviously there's any cheating going on or anything um and that's why i say if you want to compete in a certain competition that's fine but be aware that there is potentially unnatural people there but there's also other things as well they could be training like 15 20 more years than you that's it because in bikini there's no age sort of restriction yeah um there's only some in certain competitions where it's like under 23s -hmm. like a junior sort of thing and then anyone over 23 is yeah it could be any age at that point um but it's not to say that you can't go into an unnatural competition and win it. No. Because there was a couple of girls that I actually competed with alongside mm-hmm. them uh, and 
seen them in the competition, they went through an unnatural competition and done better really? than they did in the WMBF. Oh, wow. So they placed, one of the girls placed like fifth, I'm wow. pretty sure, yeah. top five, and they placed second in the unnatural one. Um, and one of them placed second in WMBF and won the competition and the overall for bikini for the other competition. So yeah. it it really just hard work beats all. Yeah, just the overall message is just come in your best as best yeah. you can, as lean you can, as lean as you can, and just enjoy it. And you know, if you win, you win. If you don't, then at least you've enjoyed the process of it the as well. Of it, yeah. I think that's a major thing where it's like quite a lot of people tend to sort of focus on the end prospect mm -hmm. of it. And if you don't actually enjoy the process of it and then you get disappointed at the end, it's kind of a little bit demoralizing, demoralizing. when, when yeah. you get to that point and it's like, oh, actually I didn't do as well. Especially if you need to, as they build up the pieces and then you want to go again, it's that's then bricks are going to be harder to build back for. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I'm not just saying it because you're in front of me and you could probably bench press me. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Give me a couple of years. <laughs> uh, this is honestly be that. I'm throwing two hours and five minutes. Two hours? Two hours and five wow. minutes. We've had, we've had one, we've had one full start uh -huh. and we've had one break where i started rambling off about naive <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> then got stuck and it's done exactly what i thought it would do and the combo would just blow mm -hmm. so you're going to come back for next year and give us an update though we can do yeah, yeah. and you're going to get shane on with you this time i'm not going to clean anything else <laughs> yeah and get the program get the program priced up and make some money off of it yeah and maybe i should become a pt 100% you should. You've got the absolutely amazing attitude for it too, by the way. Thank like, you. Mindset is, is, is amazing. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to say before I sign us off? Um, I don't know. Hopefully that some of the people that come along on the journey might see me at the Worlds one day. Yeah, one well, the... Yeah. 100%. It's going to be an amazing journey. It's going to be an absolute amazing journey. And thank you so, so, so much for coming on tonight as thank well. Thank you like, for inviting me. Hey, hey, anytime. It's been a brilliant chat. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave that there because my mind is, is actually quite buzzing with all the information that's been able to process in this one. It's been a brilliant episode. Yeah. Uh, Yasmin, again, thank you so much. Uh, a big shout out to all the guys across the Sparta and, and a massive shout out to Shane as well. Uh, and tell my best wishes too, please. Well done. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, I love you and leave yous. And until next time, guys, this has been Andrew Willicks. And of course, once more, this has been the Borderline Podcast. Good night.